0: Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews and experiences that will help you the hero in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is a Purpose Driven Executive Podcast all right what is up people of purpose i have with me uh the one and the only as far as i know my one and only glenn lundy uh glenn does some amazing things which i'm going to allow him to share but um welcome to the show man this is this is one of the most unique meetings i think i've ever had with anyone in my life
1: (laughs) i agree this has been an interesting uh initial connection but i love how immediately the energy shifts and you can tell that we have uh, very similar synergies and passions and I'm excited to spend some time with you today.
0: Oh man, I love it. Yeah, so um, and for those of you who are uh, listening, some of you will be watching, but uh, the beauty of this is I was able, this is this is the first time Glenn I've ever been Zoom bombed. Uh, <laughs> and so someone you love and, and that I know and, and trust uh, connected us and somehow it didn't show up on my calendar and I was in the middle of a call and here's Glenn and Glenn, man, Glenn gets to meet one of my favorite people and, and, uh, have some fun conversation, but what a, what a cool world when you can zoom bomb someone, man.
1: Very cool world. And in, in, in a really interesting, I'd love to say that this was my first time that it happened as well, but actually yesterday, there's a guy who helps me on the backside with, uh, you know, with Facebook ads and email campaigns and, and those kinds of things. And, uh, he had he had sent a link earlier in the day for him and I to do a Zoom, and I needed him for something. So I I went back to that link hours later, and he was in a meeting with his team on the thing. And I just pop in the Zoom. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, And He's like, "Dude, i He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, bro, I need some help," and I knew I could reach you through this little Zoom link. So this is two days in a row that I've Zoom bombed. Dude. dude,
0: this is like this might we we might create a new uh, a new way of meeting people. We should just. We should just- just do this, you know, pop random numbers, no more cold calling.
1: That's right. Just pop into people's Zooms.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I love it. Before we get into what you do, which you do some amazing things, Glenn, tell us, what do you love?
1: Oh, man, I love, I, there, there's a lot of things that I love, but I think I, the, the thing that I love the most is seeing people win. That's probably the thing I absolutely love the most. I'm that guy that, like, cries at every movie. You know, The Blind Side, The Replacements, uh, Rudy, you know, all of those movies. when, when, When the guy wins or on America's Got Talent, when that person just crushes it, man. They, like, sing like they've never sang before. It brings tears to my eyes. Or the first time one of my kids, when my son first caught his first fish, dude. It's just like... The the tears come, man. So I just absolutely love seeing people win. There's something really special about it.
0: Seeing the win, dude. That is uh, that's profound, man. Mm. Love that see win. All yeah, right, man. Glenn, uh, you you got me because, Glenn. I, like if if we were to connect the dots with you, I don't I don't know. I think a lot of people, you know, follow it into the. Um, Oh gosh, who was it that said the line? Uh, Henry David Thoreau, right? A mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with their songs still in them. Mm-hmm. So Amen. Doing things we weren't meant to do, or we weren't you know, like it's like it goes against who we are. But I know that that's not you, man. I know you're doing stuff that is aligned with seeing the wind. So uh, talk to me about early mornings and the and the and the craziness and the cool things. That, uh, that you get to do to help, you know, to basically to, to see that, man, to see the win?
1: Yeah, man. I, um, so I, I've got a background in the auto industry. I've got uh, 20 years in the auto industry, everything from sales to management to ultimately uh, general manager. And I kind of lived these, these two seasons of my life. So I had early car business where I had success in the business, but my life was falling apart right? Like I I split up with, with my, my lady and uh, ultimately ended up losing custody of my daughter at six years old. There was the drugs, the drinking, the girls, you know, there was that whole season of my life where I was only winning in one area. And that was just professionally, but I was losing everywhere else. And that season of my life took me down a you know, a a really tough road. I spent some time homeless, I spent some time depressed, you know, suicidal, all of those um, things. And then ultimately, I was able to develop through that, I was able to develop a relationship and, you know, with God and realize that we are more than just physical, right? We are, we are mind, body and spirit. And so the second season of my life I got, I was in the car business again, but this time it looked different. I I met my wife and her and I had a bunch of babies and uh, I helped people in my dealership win versus me just trying to win. I helped them win and not just at work, but I taught them life skills, not just job skills. And in the process, seeing all these people elevate and win our dealership blew up. It went from tiny little dealership in small town America to second largest used car franchise dealership in the country in a period of six years. We grew 800%. And then, dude, Donnie, the craziest thing happened, man. Here we were, at I was winning, we were at the top, my guys were winning, we're crushing it, we're number two in the nation, my wife's getting ready to have our sixth kid, my seventh kid, everything's, you know, we've got the white picket fence, the house, all of those things, and then I just felt like God was saying, okay, great, this season has been awesome, but I need you to help more people win on an even bigger scale. And so met with no plan, no, nothing, just felt the tag, the tug. I, I left my position there at the dealership that I was running and, uh, started doing this thing called hashtag rise and grind where I go live at five thirty in the morning, Monday through Friday, every day on Facebook, uh, we created a group, a rise and grind group. And, uh, that has led to events, and so now I'm pouring into people all over the world. We're doing podcasts, we're doing the shows, uh, so on and so forth. We've got a group of 30,000 members, uh, uh, you know, in the Rise and Grind, and we've got clothes and nice little shirts and so on and so forth, nice. and so, yeah, man, and so it's been it's been crazy, you know, the last the last two years, just continuing to step into, like you said, finding my purpose, and really what God's calling me to do and how I can use that to help other people win. And it, this is, this is where we are, man. This is where we are now. So it's nuts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This this is what I'm talking about, man. Um, Being able to, to hear your Creator say, ah, I made you for this. Now I I believe when um, you know, Everything that I'm about, my man, is is about living out purpose, right? Um, in the business world, uh, people typically don't hire me to help them find purpose. So it's productivity through purpose. But when we're doing what we're made to do, life is sweeter. Oh, yeah, it's better. It's like all of those things come. But like there, there's an element. I I, and I, I want you to take me here if you're if you're willing, man. Sure. When you were, you were, you, you were. I want to hear I want to hear the God elements because I think it's important for people to hear and it's it can be different for other people, but I want to hear Glenn's story. Sure. Like this is where I felt like first off the turnaround when when you were not in a good place. And then the turnaround when you were in a good place.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We can definitely dive into that, man. There's so there's three key moments in my life so far. I'm 42 years old, um, but there's there's three key moments where I really felt, um, you know, felt God felt like He was He was pressed up against my cheek and whispering in my ear, and you know, those three times. The first time was when I was in San Diego, California. I was homeless. I was on the streets. I spent every morning. I would get up. And so they have buses that run 24 hours out there. And so I would stay on a bus at night for safety, get off the bus at six o'clock in the morning. And then I would start looking through the streets for pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, whatever I could find so that I could get enough money for like a sausage muffin with egg. That was always what like if I could get a sausage muffin with egg, that'll last me the day. Right. That's enough food to last me the day. And and so I would get, you know, get enough change for that. I never was the type to ask other people for money. I I couldn't get to that point. So I would just walk the streets and the beaches searching for change. And uh, once I got that sandwich, then I'd spend the rest of the day searching for change. So I'd have enough to get back on the bus later that night. Right. And so I'm going through this cycle. And as I'm doing this, I'm just looking around and I'm seeing abundance everywhere. I'm seeing wealth. I'm seeing people holding hands and families and guys are running on the beach and people are skating and riding their bikes and they're smiling and eating ice cream. And I'm seeing all of these things. I'm seeing all of this abundance around me. And within that, at the same time, in the middle of all of that, I felt so invisible, man. When you're homeless, people won't make eye contact with you. They're afraid you're going to mug them or ask them for money, right? So people would literally like look through me, man. And feeling invisible, is it's just the worst, lowest, darkest place that you can be Mm. as a a human being. Because you feel like you have no worth, no value, you you don't know nothing. And so that ultimately led me to one day I was like, all right, enough of this stuff. I'm done. I give up. And, uh, and so I made a decision to swim out. I'm not a very good swimmer, right? Like, I'm half black, and there's a lot of stereotypes that I fall <laughs> into. <laughs> and I love some fried chicken and some Kool-Aid and things like that and, you know, hip-hop music. But one of the stereotypes I fall into is I'm not a good swimmer at all. And so I, thought, I figured I'll swim, I'll swim out as far as I can, and I just won't be able to make it back right? I just, it just, you know, it just won't happen. And so I did that. I waited till the beaches kind of cleared out. Um, It was in the evening, La Jolla, California, the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I just went out as far as I could. And Interestingly enough, you know, there's panic and there's fear and there's anxieties and all of those things as you're going out. But once I reached this point where the water was splashing me in the face, and I was starting to lose uh, air and my heart rate was increasing and all of those things. I couldn't feel my feet anymore. And I knew that this was like the moment that I was going to to die. Right. Like right there in that moment, there was a peace that washed over me. And, and it was brief. It was this brief moment of peace, but I was completely at peace with, with, with death, with everything. And right after that, man, my foot like, hit the ground and I bounced back up. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, the tide was coming in. And I was such a horrible swimmer. I couldn't even get out past the tide. I was so bad. So here I am. I get rolled basically back up on the beach and I'm laying there, man. And I'm, you know, deep breathing and I'm running through everything. And I'm like, dude, I'm such a failure. I can't even freaking kill myself. And I'm looking up, dude, and I just see stars, man. Just thousands and thousands of stars and I believe that was the first time in my life I didn't grow up with God or spirituality I was actually a uh, a big fan of Darwin and theory of evolution and all that good stuff and, and so yeah. here I am I'm looking at the stars and for the first time I feel like I felt God pressing against my cheek whispering in my ear and I realized how big the universe is, the world is, how big life is, how much potential and opportunity really exists out there and how small my problems were. And then on top of that, I realized that all of those problems that I had that were in my life were all self-created, I created every single one of them. And I realized it in that moment. I was like, wait a minute. You know, we talked about this a little bit before the thing, but I was like, if I created all this, and ended up here, well, then I can, I can do the same thing in a positive way and end up somewhere else, right? So that was like my first initial touch.
0: Wow, so it's literally, God. so like, like you, you felt the touch and the words that were reverberating inside of you is like, if I cause this, then maybe I can cause something else. I like guess that, that, that was the residue that was left, I say residue, but that was what was inside of you from that moment?
1: That's correct. Yeah, that's what I walked away with right from there. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I am the only consistent thing in every one of these challenges I've faced in my life. Mm. You take yourself wherever you go, right? So they say you take yourself wherever you go. And I had moved and I had traveled and but everywhere I went, I was the only constant. And that that became very clear to me in that in that moment. And so fast forward, you know, from there, I started doing some research on spirituality started, I studied everything from Buddhism to Scientology to Christianity, I just, I I started to feel like, okay, it's more than just we live, we grow, we die, right? Right. I didn't didn't know what it looked like yet. But I knew there was more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Fast forward a little bit. I tra- travel all over. I end up in, in Kentucky where I live now. I get a phone call, dude. Donnie, this phone call, I'll never forget it. I get a phone call and uh, it's my mom on the other end. She's upset. And she says, she says, the doctor says you need to get to the hospital as fast as you can. Your grandfather's about to die, right? And so my grandfather was this six foot tall strapping military guy. Hmm. Military his whole life. Right? Wore a shirt and tie every day. Mm. Never, never once did I see the man not in a shirt and tie. Right, lived in 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 a his wife that they had been married for 49 years. Uh oh, did I did I lose connection there for a I second?
0: Agree. No, you're good. Keep okay. on going.
1: Um, lived in this apartment. You know, with his with his wife that he'd been married to for 49 years. My grandmother never had a job, bro. She never had a job. She never even had a driver's license. She, she knew that my grandfather was going to take care of her. And they did everything together for 49 years, man. Wow. 49 years. So that's, that's a picture of my grandfather. So when I heard that he was going to die, and it happened really fast. He was sick. They found out he had cancer. And here we were like six months later. He was, was, was going to die. And so my family being all military, we were all spread out all over the country. So everybody's making this mad dash to try to get the grandfather before he passes away. And uh, I get there, you know, by the next day, I guess it was, I get there hoping and grandpa's still, he's still hanging on. He's laying in the bed. He's got tubes in him everywhere. He's wearing this, you know, one of those hospital gowns, you know, and, and, and he just doesn't even look like my grandfather. He's thin, he's frail, he's got nothing, no lights in his eyes, like unrecognizable, completely 100% unrecognizable. And so I'm saddened and we're waiting and there's still a couple more family members. We wait another day. And then finally, my aunt Julie, she shows up from from Florida. And when she shows up, we all kind of like finally the last family members there. And we go and we stand in like a semicircle in the hospital room around my grandfather. And, you know, of course, we're choked up and so on and so forth. And my grandfather, being military, he really loved dirty jokes, right? He was a big fan of dirty jokes. And so, and so here he is laying on the bed, they had tubes in him, doesn't even look like himself. And he says, he says, Everett, which is my stepdad, he says, Everett, come over here and tell me my favorite dirty joke. Right? And so I don't know what kind of podcast you have, but this isn't that dirty, <laughs> but I'm going to share the joke. It's not that bad. All right? So, so my stepdad goes over he leans in. My grandpa's name is Al. And so my stepdad leans in. He says, Al, what do you call Moby Dick's father? Right? And so my grandpa kind of grins just a little bit. He says, whatever. And Everett says, Papa Boner. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and So we laugh. We chuckle. Everybody chuckles some tears. You know, everybody's who got tears. We're laughing a little bit. And then my grandfather says, bring me my wife. And so my grandmother walks over, all four foot two of her. She's this tiny little woman. And so she walks over, she climbs into bed with my grandfather. And in that very moment, he wraps his arms around her and he passed away. Wow. Yeah, man. Goosebumps to this day. And so I realized two things in that moment. The first thing I realized was that we are 100% undeniably spiritual beings. Yeah. Science cannot explain that to me, how he was able to wait till the very last family member arrived, get told his favorite dirty joke, and die with his wife in his arms. Science can't explain that to me. It was a spiritual experience. He held on, right? So that was the first thing it taught me. But Donnie, the second thing that it taught me is that we are most comfortable in life right before death. Wow. And this was the second time I experienced that. I experienced it in the ocean. And then I saw it in my grandfather. See, in that moment, right before he died, grandpa came back. There was light in his eyes. There was a smile on his face. It was almost like he filled back up, right? Like I recognized that guy. I recognized the one with the joke. I recognized the one the one with his arms around my my grandmother. I recognized him. And it was a brief moment. But for a brief moment, he was comfortable. The pain had gone away, Come you on. know? And so that was the second time I really felt like God's touch. And since then, I've always reminded myself, if I'm starting to get too comfortable, am I ready to die? Am I ready to die yet? I hear people all around the world. They're like, I just want enough to be comfortable. We just want to be comfortable i just want to do the thing and stay out of the way and be comfortable and i'm like okay cool are you ready to die because we're most comfortable in life right before death so i challenge oh. myself i oh. challenge myself and people all around the nation to stay uncomfortable that's where life's at keep pushing man keep pushing you know so that's the second time do you do you want you want me to let you talk? I know I'm talking. No, nah, but brother, this is this is this
0: is good stuff. Now this is so for me. Um, that's the idea. I want, I want to hear you. I want to hear your story. You know, in and, uh, and thank you for that. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me, and I am with you, my friend. And I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose, and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure, you have. We all have. And the reality is is we're usually not gonna get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to purposedrivenexecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, purposedrivenexecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. That was so that was so good. So so touching. Yeah, um, is, is, is that where rise and grind, like like talk to me about the birth of that? Because this is connected, right? All of all of these things are connected. You felt you felt like the Lord was saying to you. Not this, but go here. And it sounds like you you I don't I don't know if if the steps were laid out for you or if you just kind of figured it out along the way. So I'd love to hear like that transition. And I also want like like I'm assuming that's gonna connect to Rise and Grind somewhere. So uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. So so like that was the that was the second moment and that's when I really so that was when I first moved to Kentucky before I met my wife. I was still a bit of a hoodlum at that point. Um, I was running my own business. I was working in bars uh, out till three in the morning, every single night, you know, that that whole thing and and still trying to figure out the spirituality thing. I was, I had started going to church, but I wasn't really, you know, I was just in that transition period. And that's, that's when that happened. And so that kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to like, Whoa, bro, you're, 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 you're way too comfortable, A, right? You're, you're way too comfortable. And, and B, as a spiritual being, I have, I, I now understand that as a spiritual being, we have both the ability and the responsibility to make an impact in other people's lives, Right? We are creators. We we have the DNA of the Father, the ultimate creator. So, as a creator, we can create things that can help move people. That's 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 our ability and our responsibility, right? Yes. And so and so, as I started to see that more, that's when I was like, okay, I really need to, I really need to start living a life of of, of, of purpose, more intentional, right? Not just comfortable. But being really intentional, and so I met my wife. We settled down. I got back into the car business, started really focusing on those guys and and the, and you know my employees at the dealership, making sure to lift them up, pouring into my wife, pouring into my children. I'm getting a better understanding of myself, spirituality, pouring into my church, like really being on fire and pushing myself under, you know, out of the comfort zones to make an impact, make an impact. That's all I kept thinking, like make an impact, make an impact. And along the way, I started studying more and more successful people. I started doing more of the personal development. I started uh, reading more books. And as I was going through this process, I kept finding some, some tried and true success leaves clues type stuff, right? Like morning routines. All these successful people, they always had a morning routine, taking care of the mind, the body, and the spirit before we ever, ever attack our day. And so I started developing a morning routine that got more consistent for me. And then I started teaching that to my guys at work and they were getting results. They were winning. I was winning. They're winning. My wife's winning. The kid's winning. I'm like, okay, the pieces are starting to come together. We've got these morning routines. We've got personal development. We've got making an impact. We've got rise, constantly evolving, becoming into someone. Else, we've got making an impact. We're doing it together, rise, evolve, impact together, rise, evolve, impact together, rise, evolve, impact together. And so I was like, wait a minute, there's how can I do more of this? How do I help more people rise every day with intention and purpose? How do I help them evolve into the best versions of themselves they can possibly be? How do I do that so that they can go make an impact? And how can we do it together so that no one ever feels alone or invisible like I felt, right? Hmm. So as i started thinking more and more about these things and social, i started building a uh, because of my success in the car business i started really getting a platform on social media a lot of people were really starting to follow and listen to what i had to say Um, and because i became a stand-up trustworthy integral human in the auto industry (laughs) that helped me stand out too. (laughs) And so as I started getting more and more of a following, I thought, okay, I can use this platform right here to help people rise, evolve and impact together. And so I prayed about it and I tried to figure out a time. I'm like, when can I go live every day so that people, if somebody like just for example, somebody's losing hope, I want them to go like it's nine o'clock at night. They're depressed. They're alone. They're losing hope. I want them to go. You know what? If I could just make it one more day, Glenn's going to be there in the morning, right? Like what time could I find that I could never be distracted? I'll never have a meeting. There'll never be anything in the way. My kids won't be in the way. What time was it? And so at first I was like 7 a.m. Like, nope kids are up. 6.30, nope, I'm already getting emails. 6 a.m., nope. So 5.30 was the time that I landed on to just start showing up every day in case somebody needed me and filling them with motivation, inspiration, and education. Because as you know, social media and news and all that other crap, if you start your day with all that negativity, that's how you can end your day. So how do I create a positive place? How can I make an impact in people's lives? And how can I give people something to look forward to in case they're losing hope? And that was the birth of Rise and Grind. So I started and dude, 30 days later, people were like, we need t-shirts. So then we started a clothing line and 30 days later, people were like, we want to be a part of a group. So we created the Facebook community that blew up and uh, ultimately six months or sorry, it was eight months from when I started the first Rise and Grind episode. I was standing on stage with Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker in the world. I'm sharing the stage with him. I've already done two events that have had 400 plus people show up. I'm, I'm like in this place. And I had one of those moments, bro. Donnie, one of those moments I was talking to you about on America, those crying moments, those, those ones that always make me cry. Uh-huh. Dude, I had one. I had one of those myself, man. I had one myself. I was in, I was on the stage, the goosebumps, the people, the standing ovation. And I was like, this is it. This is it. Right. And so I immediately went back to work and, uh, and quit my job and have just been continuing to build the rise and grind thing ever, ever since, man. But I'll tell you something crazy. My wife was do anything right? Do any second with our sixth child. When I, when I quit my job and I came home on a Monday at nine 30 and my wife looked at me and she goes, what are you doing home at nine 30 on a Monday? Cause I normally work a lot, you know? And she's like, what are you doing home nine 30 on Monday? I said, honey, I quit my job. And she said, she said, uh, are you kidding me? I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously quit my job. And I was terrified to tell her, And you know what she did, Donnie? She smiled, my man. She smiled probably the biggest smile I'd seen in our entire marriage because what I hadn't realized is the stress of me building this career and being away 70 hours a week and her raising these kids by herself had really weighed a lot on her heart. And I didn't realize it until I saw that smile. And that was my third real God moment where I was like, yeah, see, when you step into your purpose, even though it's hard, when you feel that tug and when you act on it, God will shine on you. He'll shine on you through the people that you love and the people you come in contact with,
0: Well That is so powerful. Um, two two things I kind of wanted to revisit a little bit because um, I, I think a lot of people out there um, we can kind of kick the can down the road, right? And and we can say, you know, I'll get to that later, right? I'll, I'll sure. come back to that. I'll come back to that one later. And in the world of corporate success, we find a lot of people who are a, pub, a public success but a private failure. Sure. And even, even if we were to, to stack that up economically, it doesn't make sense to be fully invested in one area and not invested in the other area. And I, I think, I think you're, you, you went through, I guess you can call it a collapse, right? Um <clears throat> leading to really kind of a, a, not a great place for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe take a moment and speak to people who are, they're kicking that can, they're kicking the family can down the road. They're kicking the, like, like investing in relationships in their home, um, in their life and their health and their happiness. Um, And they're saying, no, I got to stay here until I get to whatever the imaginary line is. Mm -hmm. This figure, it's that, like, it's, it's, it's like the horizon. It always moves, right? Uh, Sure. never really comes with that number can you talk to that person real briefly for me just the one like you get you get the guy right you've 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 met this person you were this person
1: yeah yeah totally man I, i i think and and right now my guess is there are a lot more people right now in the situation we've got going on in the world today that are starting to question those decisions even yeah. more going, yeah. Oh man, I thought we had infinite time. I thought I had all the opportunity, you know, to do this later, right. This whole, this, this whole thing of later. And so the only, the only thing I would want to say, um, you know, to somebody in that, in that situation, to challenge somebody in that situation is I, I I get it right there are seeds in us that are planted to be providers, to be nurtured. Yep yeah it's a, you know it's in it's a, there there are seeds planted in us to be to be nurturers to be providers to take care of you know things financially and especially my generation you know our parents were the baby boomers right, and so yeah. the baby boomers were very much trained to to go to work and you stay there till you're sixty five and you get your gold watch and then you know and then and and then you retire and and so I just would want to challenge somebody that's in that space and say listen like as a child of God, I think that for me was the biggest difference is once I realized I was a child of God, right? Like the God, like big G yeah. right? Like think about LeBron James. Okay. LeBron James has a, has a kid playing basketball right now. Right. And we expect that kid yeah. to be a heck of a basketball player. Yes. Like that, that's the expectation, right? Like we'd be surprised if he was anything less than than excellence we would be literally surprised and i think that if more people would look at themselves that way so you are a child of god it should be a surprise if you end up average it should be a surprise if you're living a living a mediocre life like yes. you are called to excellence right. you have divine blood in your body so that that's that was the, the game changer for Come me on. is just realizing that. And so that's, if I could smack somebody in the face real quick, I'd say, look, bro, you weren't put here to do things later. If it's on your heart and it's in your mind, if you can dream it, then you need to take action and take action. Now I'm not saying throw away your job. Like I did. I'm not saying just quit, right? Like you got to make sure you're okay. Financially. I earned the right to be able to quit right we, we were we were in a financial position i put 20 years in i did those things but i would challenge you to live a life of excellence whatever that looks like for you have an expectation of yourself of excellence because that's what god had when he created you your destiny is designed oh. to be excellent yes. not to be average or a little bit above average or a little bit below average excellent yes. and nothing less
0: yeah and and you mentioned you mentioned something um, that, that I really, I really want to, I, I just, I want to magnify a little bit uh, because I, I, mean, I believe it to my core. Um, Glenn, there, there are some people out there that, that, that see themselves not as that. They say, I'm low, I'm lower than a worm. And you know, like, and, and particularly, by the way, in, in you know, religious or, or Christian community, um, you know, people have a, I don't know why, but there's, there's a devaluing of self but you mentioned sure. a term that I love and, and I believe we're co-creators in this thing. Mm-hmm. Like that there are, there are literally designs and plans and things that are supposed to issue forth from us that I, I might not be the Rolling Stones man, but I got at least one hit single that I'm that's supposed right. to bring to this earth. Amen. And, and, and I think that's every single one of us, but before we can get there, we have to believe that we are that right. That creator or our, our co-creator and, Past the baby boomers. We have this whole other generation of people that's, that, that I think are smarter in some ways, right? The, the, the millennials get a lot of flack for. Um, sure. For, but I love the fact that they're looking for purpose in things. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily see them um, creating a path towards that purpose. It's, there seems to be almost maybe a little bit more passivity. Uh, what are your, like, I love the heart. I think they're more open. I think there's, there, there is, there is, there is, there's a lot more potential. I see a lot more people doing a lot of crazy, unique and fun, creative things. Yeah. It feels like, I guess it's like, you've got to take that first step and not just wait for something to show up at your doorstep.
1: Yeah, man. Well, it's, 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 it's all about programming, right? So the millennials are very purpose-driven and I love millennials. My team was was almost 80% made up of millennials. But yeah. here's the thing. The millennial child has... The our generation parent and the our generation parent did not teach the millennial child how to develop themselves, develop the right mindset, develop the right thinking. So they don't know. So they they have the passion and the purpose, but they don't have any education. Right. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know how to Very apply nice. them themselves. And so it all comes down to programming and I had messed up programming that, that, that you know, had been passed down to me and through my experiences in, in life, and that messed up programming took me one way. Luckily, I was able to shift that programming through the church, through personal development, through those different areas. I was able to reprogram how I talked to myself. Cause that's the most, that's one of the most important factors. What are you telling yourself? What are you, what are you saying? And so by educating myself, I was able to break out of that, right? Break out of that, um, that, that, that loss of, of structure or direction, and right. Be able to find a path that was going to ultimately get me from A to B. And what I found is millennials, dude, you give them the right programming.
0: They run it, bro. Yeah. They run they'll run it. They'll crush. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you um, I'm gonna let you take me to task here a little bit because um, because actually if you'll if you will look on my uh, any of my bios or websites you'll find oftentimes that I I actually declare myself to be the enemy of the grind. Okay. And, and so so I'm gonna uh, and, and, and and you know I mean you are obviously laying it you, I, like I'm I'm so influenced man I'm under your spell but I'm just gonna lay out like where where I where I go with this like. So for me, um, when I look at the grind, I, I see, um, I, I see a nation that has has fallen in love with um, what we'll just call it American mythology. That um, you know that, that if if I were to describe it in a movie, it, it's Rocky. Um, you know, America, man, we know how to outwork you. We know how to you know, we know how to go. It's a fifteen round fight. I'm going to go fifteen. I'm going to win by climbing up the ropes. Well, you know, it's like like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of us become um, like to me the the mindset that it, that it has to be hard is um, is something that I see. First off, uh, it's a barrier for entry. So a lot of people are not choosing excellence because they're like, no, it's it's going to be hard. Next mm-hmm. off, for the people who are excellent, they're they're automatically choosing the hard way, and there are these things that we all have inside of us that are that are that I again this is this is Donnie Tuttle speaking, right? Um, these are the, this is the turbo boost. These are the multipliers. These are the things that, and I, these are the gifts and the talents that God gave us. Right. right? And for some of us, it's speaking others or it's you know, like, there's a bazillion of, of these things that are out there. Sure. I believe that we're, when we're in alignment with those gifts and talents, when we're in alignment with the persona that we, that we actually were given instead of trying to pretend to be someone else, mm-hmm. that, that the reality is, is instead of walking in a place to where it's sweat and toil and labor in thorn and thistle, by the sweat of my brow, which is kind of like, again, like for my Bible brothers and sisters, like that's, that's Adam's deal. Like when he, he screwed up, that's what he got. That sounds to me a lot like the grind. And I don't know that it's the same grind you're, you're saying. And, and to me, the, the place of the garden, walking in the garden, you know, a fruitful place where you're, you're able to, to move in the gifts and talents that, you're, that are yours uh, and to share of those gifts and talents, something that blesses others and you're blessed when you do it, you're, you may work hard, but it doesn't feel like work because it's, it's a, there's love and there's passion. There's, there's a different part of the equation that multiplies us. That, yeah, no doubt. Okay, so, so I want to, I want to put that out there and brother, I'm giving you the, the bat, Beat me down, tell me why i'm wrong about tell me why I'm wrong about the grinds
1: <laughs> I, I, I would never say that you're you're wrong and, and the space that you speak of is an incredible space that we should all reach for by far but um, there, there, there's two thoughts that I have as you as you talk in in those areas so first of all, for me, it's rise and grind right rise and grind and The reason I put that word rise in front, I think that's super important, is I'm a firm believer if we can change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life, right? That's an image. So I have have five simple steps to an extraordinary life. Five simple steps that if you do these five simple things every single morning, it'll make a massive impact. Step one, don't hit the snooze button ever, right? I, I won't go into all the science behind it, but step one, don't hit the snooze button. Step two, don't touch your phone first thing in the morning. Get away from this guy, okay? Because as soon as you open it, you know what's coming at you, right? All kinds of crazy. Step three is gratitude and goals. Now, I know that sounds like two steps, but it's one. Here's why. A lot of people will tell you, hey, Donnie, I need you to wake up and write down your goals. You've probably heard that a million times. If you sit down and write your goals, yes, that helps get you a little direction and focus. However, you're coming from a place of lack. You're like, oh, well, I want this. I need this. I got to go get this. And we're coming from a place of lack versus a place of gratitude for what we have. So I always say start with gratitude. What are 10 things that you're thankful for? Then let's write down our goals. Day, week, month, year, however you want to set that up, right? So that's step three. Step four is take care of yourself physically. Somehow, some way. I don't care if you're walking. I don't care if you're playing golf. Just move your body. Get off of your buns, quit watching Netflix and eating Cheetos, right? <laughs> so that's step four. And then step five, I think is the most important step of the entire thing, because we've now spent the morning focused on ourselves. We've spent the moment morning being a little bit selfish, right? We've taken care of the mind, body, and spirit. We've put ourselves in an energetic place. Now, step five is I want you to send out an encouraging message. Whether it be a text message, a message in Facebook, uh, send somebody an email. Go say something to your wife you haven't told her in a little while. Lean into your kids a little bit. Release this positive energy out into the world. Okay. Now, with that said, I love that. I no, love, thanks. Man. I
0: love I, every step there, but I, I like. I love. I love that ending, man. What a what a powerful place. Yeah, keep going. I don't want to stop your train. Is-
1: yeah. So step five and. And uh, I actually wrote a book about this. It's at themorningfive.com. Anybody can download it for free. It's a free ebook. Wrote a book about these five things. But anybody that has jumped into doing The Morning Five and has let me know about it, it's always step five that takes them over the top. And that's that's the stuff that comes back at you like tenfold. You make an impact in, in people's lives. So when I'm talking about grinding, that's one component. The other thing I want to talk to you about is a little more metaphorical. But when we say rise and grind, what I mean is stay out of that, stay out of that comfort place. Because of my experience, right, the the, the greatest gifts were going to be found through the struggles, right. So we're going to want to continue to push your push yourself. That's what it means to me. Rise with intention and purpose, and push yourself, push yourself to be a little bit better. I'm not saying go grind you know, 23 hours a day. I'm not saying only sleep two hours a night. I'm not even saying you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, right? If you can get, if you can get the morning five in and wake, if you can wake up at 10 AM and spend the first hour from 10 to 11, great, man. Like whatever works for you. I'm just saying rise every day with intention and purpose and go out to make an impact, right? Stay in those uncomfortable positions so that you can grow and develop, so you can impact more people. That's what it looks like to me. But the second component of this, metaphorically speaking, I remind myself every single day that the ultimate grinder was Jesus, bro. Look at all the miles he walked to share a message. Like, this dude walked thousands and thousands of miles, dude. But he cared so compassionately. Like, he didn't have Ubers. He didn't have planes. He didn't have video conferences. He didn't have podcasts. He didn't have radio. He didn't have internet. If he wanted somebody to hear the gospel, he had to get up in his sandals and walk across deserts to get an audience of four people. Right? I can sit in my pajamas and click a button, and I'll have 4,000 people watch my show today from the comfort of my air conditioned studio. This dude, camels (laughs) and donkeys and miles, and think about the heat and the dehydration. Like, I always think about what he had to do to make the impact that he's made on this planet. And so I look at what I do, and what you do, and what what we do today, and I'm like, bro, that's not grinding. That's nothing. In comparison and if we care enough, if we care as deeply as we are called to care, if we truly are acting as children of God with the ability and the responsibility to make an impact in other people's lives, then we got to rise and grind, bro.
0: Okay. We got to rise and grind. I love that. I love There was a <laughs> amen. Yes, so there is a. Um, <laughs> so there's there's a multiplier that's in there and i, and I love that like and when i remember it says that even though he looked at this thing despite he despised the shame but he did it before the joy that was set before him and it's like like as you're talking about this grind i think there's a people in this grind mm-hmm. right like the, the when no doubt well that big activator that big multiplier is love and um in I call, I, I call it help. And by the way, thanks for the five steps. Probably everyone's going to get out of my coaching program and just go take your free five steps. <laughs> <days>. uh, <laughs> you, you can edit it out of the podcast if you like. <laughs> okay. No, it's all, it's all, you know, but, but, but one of the things I love helping people to do is to find their noble cause. And sometimes, a, lot, a, a lot of times that, that actually involves a people, like a being being called to a people. Uh, mm-hmm. that and, and that's a part of the joy that when we, when we're doing this thing, I man. When you're doing something for your six kids or, or seven kids, you have seven. You know, um, yeah. there, there is like it's different, right? Um, doing something for your people activates something inside of you, so that they're like, so that the stress of the labor is not the same as the stress of the labor of, of, of just doing something for the mechanism. No doubt. Who yeah. are who are your people, and and how does how do you how does one find their people?
1: well, i I am on a mission to make sure no human being ever feels invisible. Hmm. that's That's probably the singular, most important thing for me. and And the way that i I do that, like with my show, man, I'll entertain, I'll educate, I'll motivate, I'll inspire, But every episode ends. The same way, I always ended with, hey, you are a child of God, uniquely made by the God of the universe, the God who made everything, made you to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And the decisions that you make today, tomorrow, and in the future, they matter. They matter. They make an impact in yes. your friends, your family members, your coworkers. And I, for one, absolutely love you for it, right? Like every single day, I make sure to tell anyone that's listening that I love them because I do as a brother and sister, I make sure to tell them that 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 they're a child of God every single day because I think that's super important. But I remember where that comes from, why that's my mission is I just remember that. I remember when people looked right through me. I remember when I felt completely worthless. I I, and that but it's an awful, deep, dark place, man. That I wouldn't wish on anybody. Wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And so that's my, that's my real, you know, mission. And and the way that I kind of try to serve that and help people get through that is is through those four keywords I talked about earlier, man. Just rise, evolve, impact, and together, man. That last word, together. We're in this together. You're not alone. You're not invisible. You have value. And I'm right here to serve you if you need me
0: come on man then um I, this this might this might be personally uh one of the like i say one of this might be the most impactful interview I've ever done on a podcast dang Donnie. So, uh so i want to thank, thanks man I, I feel uh just immediately uh joined to you your purpose your cause i i i feel like there there's um we definitely share of the same DNA. Um, I yeah, I thank you for that. I thank you for delivering the goods. I thank you for not, um, holding back. Um, I also, uh, you know, like this is also one of those times where I, I like I, it, it's, it's time for us to go. I, I, right. so, um, how, <laughs> I get it. How, how can we, how can we, how, like, I want you to activate us towards the invisible. Okay. Like, like, like speak to us because there are some people out there that are, you know, they're in a, in, in a similar place. There's no way that that most people look at someone who is in, you know, in, on the streets and say, "Wow, well, you know, I got to be the next Glenn Lundy. Like n- that's not what people are doing. And so I want you to activate us towards the invisible and then, um, and tell us how, man, like, how, like, how are we, how do we jump on? How rise and grind? How do we find you? How do we connect with you? Because I know that the, the people who listen to this are are going to be as equally, um, you know, enthusiastic and, and ready to jump on board with you as I am. So, uh, so, leave off with those two things if you can, man, and then we'll we'll say goodbye. Sure,
1: man. And Donnie, thank you, man. I really appreciate. Um, I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate this. Uh, like I don't distraction not the right word. But I appreciate you helping me be reminded today as we've done this podcast in the midst of all of the conversations I've had with my wife and the dealerships I'm working for and so on and so forth. This has been really refreshing and really energizing. And and so I appreciate that. Anybody who wants to connect with me, they can go to glenlundy.com. All my stuff's there, connections to Facebook, to Twitter, to, you know, bios, like, Everything's at Glennlundy.com and I'd love to love to have everybody come join um, the the group, the hashtag Rise and Grind Group on Facebook. It's a powerful, safe place. Right now we've been working diligently to make sure nothing gets in there other than motivation, education, and inspiration. Cause I feel like people really need that safe place. But as far as on the 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 other side of things, man, I I need all hands on deck. The the problem with the invisible is that they're just that. They're invisible, man. And Nobody can necessarily speak for them. They can't speak for themselves. They can't they can't be seen. Some of them are screaming. They're screaming for 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 touch, for for they're screaming to be recognized. They're screaming for opportunity, but nobody can hear them, man. They're just in this invisible place, whether it be the 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 child or the the young lady that's being human trafficked somewhere over on the other side of the world that we just turn a blind eye to they're invisible man and it's an awful awful place or the deeply depressed i mean suicide rates are going through the yeah. roof dude kids between the ages of 11 and 14 are right now are the highest risk of suicide man and it's up like massively over what it's been in the past because, you know, these little devices, all the additional pressures um, they've got access to, to so much. And you want to talk about feeling invisible. My gosh, man. Imagine when you were 11 years old, having access to, to, to all of this, you know? And so I just need, um, if you would pray for God's for God to help lead you and guide you towards your purpose in life. And if part of your purpose is to help serve those that can't speak for themselves or can't lift themselves up, those, those that, that, uh, you might, might not even know that they exist, but you feel passion towards them or for them, then reach out, connect with me and we'll do this together, man.
0: Glenn, thank you, my brother. it is uh this is this is the beginning of, of of more there's There's definitely more connection to unfold from this. I'm so uh so thankful, man, so empowered and uh what a what a cool way for us to meet and just, I know <laughs> this is like what like this is my my uh, you know, my chance to just to meet cool people, and you know this this was this is the best man. so hey listen, as, as you guys are out there uh, and, and, and doing your thing. Like, don't, don't be the guy that's going to the grave with his song still in him, you know, reach Mm -hmm. out to Glenn, do something like this. This thing is about taking action. Now, if you delay your old programming is going to take, you know, it's going to, is going to click in. And if you, if you feel moved to do anything, just pull a car over, do it now. It'll take you 30 seconds and, uh, and get on with life, but, but make that change and appreciate you being a part guys.